0: Welcome to a Niners Nation podcast, a special edition. San Francisco 49ers did something today. Something kind of crazy that I think uh, a lot of us have been waiting for here on Niners Nation. And it finally happened. The 49ers are now picking third in the NFL draft. With me is Levin Black. How are you doing, man?
1: Oh, I'm doing good, but I have a theory that probably not doing as good as you. I think you've probably been the most enamored about getting a... Quarterback and have been running a campaign to get a quarterback. And while well, that's basically assured now,
0: yeah, I mean, it felt like a dream. And <laughs> I'm just going to just, just, just describe it a little bit real quick. I was walking out of my house, my phone lit up, and it was uh, Adam Schefter. The 49ers are trading to three. And I, I first, I kind of like, my heart stopped. And I sat there for a minute, I was like, this can't be real. And I went on Twitter, and it was real. And I started crying. I was so happy because I've just been in this purgatory with this Jimmy G movie and knowing exactly where it's going and knowing how good this roster is and how close they are to winning a Super Bowl and constantly coming back to this over and over and over again. And now, you know, I feel like a lot of the weight has just been lifted off my shoulders, you know, worrying about Kyle because I love Kyle Shanahan more than more or as much as I love the 49ers. He's just he's a genius. I think he might be one of the best head coaches they've had since Bill Walsh. And now he gets his quarterback. He gets the guy he wants, which is Justin Fields, I think, personally. We'll talk more about that. And, you know, let's roll. Let's see what happens. And it's just, it's the best news we could have gotten. I, I honestly, I haven't cried in years, and I cried <laughs> a lot today. Just happy tears.
1: Yeah, it was uh, interesting. I was sitting at work, and I did not have a clue what was going on i had the craziest morning at work of just uh crazy stuff going on if people don't know i live in pittsburgh and we had like crazy wind today which caused problems and so i'm like just having this crazy morning of constantly having to do stuff and i finally got like a break and i was like well i'll just check twitter a little bit or something and it was like right after like four minutes after Schefter posted I'm like, oh my God, of course, this is just right in line with the way my morning is going.
0: It's, it was the perfect storm, you know? And it's like, my thing is like, today's felt like a blur because I've just been constantly on Twitter and constantly on locker room (laughs) and constantly just talking to a million different people. You know, I I have an hour long commute and I I tweeted a bunch of stuff as it was happening, got in my car and drove. When I got there, my Twitter was broken. I couldn't, I couldn't refresh it fast enough to reply (laughs) to people. It's just so crazy that they actually pulled this off. And, you know, just thinking about what this means for this football team going into this year. I mean, they are, if not the most exciting team in the NFL for a very... So for so many reasons, because they brought all these guys back, the roster's back to what it was. They're coming off one of the most injured seasons in the history of the NFL. And now they're going to have an exciting, dynamic rookie quarterback who can run the ball, throw the ball. I mean, I've said on, on Locker Room earlier this morning... I think he might have the best deep ball we've seen since Steve Young.
1: Are are we sure it's going to be Justin Fields?
0: I'm pretty positive it's Justin <laughs> Fields because Zach Wilson's going to be a Jet.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's most likely going to be Fields, but there is a, just a little bit of something in the back of my mind that wonders if it's going to be Trey Lance. And, I got a little bit more to kind of push me towards that I still think it's going to be fields but you know I, I saw a tweet right after this went down and you can take this for what it's worth which I personally don't put a whole lot of weight into it but according to 49ers sources they still plan on keeping Jimmy and likely starting him this year well if that is the plan to start him until a rookie is ready that would make Trey Lance a little bit more likely because I don't think there's really too much of an argument that while Fields has crazy high side uh upside, Trey Lance has a little bit more. He's a little bit more of a freak, you know. I, he, he's yeah. a little bit bigger, his arm I mean, don't get me wrong, Fields has a great arm, but Fields seems to be a basically a there, there's no other way to put it. He is a Josh Allen type quarterback. He's just a freak to be playing quarterback. Somebody that would would have even just 10 years ago, been forced to play a wide receiver because of his athleticism and size. So I think there's a little bit of a chance that they end up going Lance instead.
0: I don't think you trade to three and take Lance because Lance is more raw. I think Lance very much has the Josh Allen factor where he has to sit for a year, maybe even two before he's, Yeah, I think he'll sit for a year. I don't think he'll sit for two, but I'm saying like, you know, we didn't see how good Josh Allen was until this year. And that's three years into his career. And I don't think the 49ers want that. I think that people, you know, talked about this. I've talked about this on Niners Nation on my show. You know, there was the quarterback collective. And who was the big guy who was part of the quarterback collective? Kyle Shanahan. Well, who was the biggest named quarterback they ever had on that? Justin Fields. So Kyle's already very familiar with Justin Fields. And it just feels like the stars have kind of aligned. You know, yes, there was the Stafford and there was the Deshaun. We're not going to talk about any of that. But – It feels like this has been what we've been working towards is Kyle going out and getting the guy he's really wanted for a long time. And I think that is Justin Fields. And I think that, you know, you scout the player, not the game. And I just think that Justin Fields is so talented. And with Kyle, it's the drop off between him and Jimmy is negligible to the point where you do not waste any of this rookie contract. And you do not move up to three to start Jimmy garoppolo at 26 27 million you know yeah you can maybe go get a cheaper guy to start if you really want but i think if we have preseason, we're going to see justin fields start week
1: i mean justin fields yeah i would be pretty confident that he's going to be the starter week one but like i said there is a chance it's lance and look i'm not going to be surprised i have talked about it with you know stats the last two weeks on our gold standard show that I would not be surprised that even if the Niners take a quarterback in round one, that they hang on to Jimmy because it doesn't matter how, how good you think a prospect is. You never know if they're truly ready for the speed of the NFL, for being able to pick up the nuance that exists in NFL defenses, which is much more advanced than what you see in college, until they're in the building and until training camp. So I wouldn't be surprised if they hang on to Jimmy because they can afford to just to make sure that if the rookie needs a couple weeks or even half a season, they have a guy that can play at a level that they knew because of 2019 they can win at. And hey, if he ends up injured, we can go to the rookie early. You know what I mean? It's almost like an insurance policy. It's almost like a bonus. And when you're a contending team, you don't necessarily throw away and risk something when you don't have to.
0: I, I totally get what you're saying with the Jimmy thing, and I think that yes, you could keep him because they they can afford him, and and it's not going to cost you the Warner contract because it already looks like you know basically with this trade, it's basically implied that Fred Warner and Nick Bosa are probably going to get re-signed because they're going to save all that quarterback money, right? Right. And so that's their plan. They want Jimmy off the roster so they can then pay Fred Warner, and I think that Jimmy will be off the roster by mid-season because I think that if if they take Justin Fields, he's either starting or he's coming in at the bye week. But I think if they get an offer, you know, we've heard so much about this Jimmy to the Patriots, Jimmy to the Patriots, constantly. And I think the Patriots aren't really secure with just Cam Newton, even with all the pieces they just added. But if they add Jimmy Garoppolo, I think they'll be a lot happier. And if they sweeten the deal, you know, a low third, you know, a second, I think San Francisco does it, and I think they just throw Justin Fields out there. One thing I want to put out to you real quick. Think about this. If Jimmy Garoppolo states... Think about this, think about the, I think it was the 2011 Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson is drafted in the third round, never intended to be the starter. I think the, the original starter was um, Sean Hill, I want
1: to say? Matt Flynn was actually signed that offseason for a bunch of money, actually.
0: Exactly. Matt Flynn, Sean Hill, they're all both those kind of, you know, those kind of.
1: <laughs> yeah. Backups anyway. that people thought would be starters.
0: Yeah, exactly. So they sign him for a bunch of money, right? They draft Russell Wilson in the third round. And... Russell is so much better in preseason that they don't even ever put Mathlin on the field. And I think with Justin Fields and the kind of talent he has and Kyle's offense, and the, I mean, just what he's coming into, I just think that, like I said, the difference in drop-off between, you know, these two guys and Jimmy Garoppolo and Justin Fields is so negligible that you could afford to move him and give Justin Fields the field. You know, they might not do it, but I think that Justin Fields with the 49ers, is a dream come true for Kyle Shanahan.
1: Yeah, I mean, so a couple things. One, I wouldn't be surprised if they just go Justin Fields and go ahead and move Jimmy. But I think a lot of it depends on what they can truly get for him. And there seems to be a pretty wide margin there. You know, some people don't think that Jimmy would bring more than a third, maybe even fourth round pick, and that there would only really be one team bidding for him, being the Patriots then there's the other people that think they might possibly be able to get a a future first round pick for him. You know, who knows? I think if they can get a future first round pick for him or even a second in this year's draft, I think they pull the trigger on that right away. Once they have their guy in the draft. Now, if it is, they can only get a third or even a fourth. I don't think they're going to pull a trigger on that because there's no point. They would rather wait until they get to the season to see what they have in the rookie. And then if they have what they think is good enough or better than Jimmy, they can trade Jimmy at any point up until the trade deadline and probably get if the third and fourth is all they are offered, that would probably still be sitting there on the table. I'm not sure you can still get a future first, which is why you go ahead and pull the trigger. But there's also the possibility they can trade him after the season. Because after the season, if I'm not mistaken, he loses his no-trade clause, which would open up some other teams.
0: I think – so one thing of what you just said is is pretty interesting is with Garoppolo specifically, you know, I don't think you're going to get a future first for him. But I think if you're San Francisco, you're trying to trade him before the draft because Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is going to be – you know, I said on my show this week, Mac Jones at 12 would be smart. He's a decent quarterback, has a high upside. I think Mac Jones is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think that the Patriots would be looking at Mac Jones instead of Jimmy if you don't trade him to him. And I think that would be a thing. So I would try and move Jimmy before the draft so that your Patriots aren't taking Mac Jones and then that becoming not a factor. The other thing you said is just being the Patriots, I think the Bears are in on it. I don't think they are taking Andy Dalton as your starter for a season, no <laughs> matter what they put on Twitter. You know, I think the Bears and I think he would welcome a trade to Chicago because it's where he's from. Right. And, you know, I think that that has that it does have some sort of factor. And, you know, Carolina's still a wild card, and Denver's still a wild card. Denver likes Drew Locke. They think he's raw. They want someone a little more experienced to be with them. And then Carolina, you know they're not running it back with Teddy Bridgewater. So what are they going to do instead? That's the interesting thing. And I think that's part of the reason that San Francisco wanted to get to three so bad. So they're not in that mix for, you know, the, the Teddy Bridgewaters, the Mac Jones, the Jimmy Garoppolo's, the... You know, the Davis Mills. We talked a little bit about Davis Mills a couple weeks ago. They wanted Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. And I think today kind of solidified that Zach Wilson is going to the Jets. But they wanted those one of those three guys. And the drafts, you know, they have secured one of those two guys. You know, granted, I think it's Justin Fields. I don't think it's Lance. But if they really did want Lance, they could sit him for a year. But why would you waste a rookie contract with – you know, Trey Lance, when you could have had Justin Fields.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is the key point here. I think Carolina is by far the biggest loser in this because San Francisco has leapfrogged them. And by all intents and purposes, from what's being reported, there is no chance of getting the number two pick. So that means Carolina is left getting whatever the fourth choice of quarterback is, and they might not, have four quarterbacks high enough on their list to be willing to take that. So they're kind of left in limbo, which is, like you said, what the Niners got out of by making this trade. They no longer have to sit and see how the board falls. They know they're getting somebody they truly want at three. They wouldn't have pulled the trigger on this before, and I think that's one of the interesting points. I personally can't remember a trade to the number three pick, This early in the process. You know what I mean? Like, there's been obviously the number one pick has been traded. The number two pick occasionally could be traded early just because if you know there's a clear cut, obvious number one going, then you know who's available at number two. But at the number three pick, you don't know who's going to be there no matter what happens at one and two. You know what I mean? Like,
0: so I think there's a reason for that.
1: Levin. I think it's a very interesting thing that I haven't even really seen reported yet. That this is kind of unprecedented.
0: I think there's a reason for that, Levin, and I think that is because we are going to see a draft where four quarterbacks go in the first four picks. I think we're going to see, you know, Trevor Lawrence, who people wanted years ago. Like that's the thing: is Trevor Lawrence's first year, people wanted to draft him then. Right. Zach Wilson kind of comes becomes the the Joe Burrow wild card that comes out of nowhere, you know, and the Jets get him with Robert Sala, their new head coach. They, he gets his new quarterback. They'll move Darnold. Darnold's going somewhere, too. So keep that in mind. That He's still going to be part of this, this whole draft day trade thing. San Francisco goes Justin Fields. And I think Atlanta, who personally I think is kind of stupid in this way, but I think this is what they're going to do. I think they take Trey Lance, sit him behind Matt Ryan, and they let him, you know, they kind of waste those years on the contract, even though I think that defense would be the smarter pick. But – you know, it's, you say it's unprecedented, but I don't think we've had a draft that's this. These quarterbacks are so talented and so good to the point where, you know, it, this doesn't happen every year. Yes, there's like one or two guys. We're looking at four guys who could potentially be starters in this league, in a league where having a rookie quarterback is literally the most important thing you can have. It's the best, most important com- like commodity in the NFL, you know? Think about how great that was for the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs before that big contract he got. You know, they were able to do whatever the heck they wanted. Now San Francisco has that ability with Justin Fields, hopefully. Obviously, I'm going to keep saying Justin Fields because that's why I think it's going to be. (laughs) But they have this now where they can basically create the dream team. They can give Kyle Shanahan the dream team. And this team, you know, this is my hot take on this show, is going to be back in the Super Bowl in the next two years.
1: It's certainly possible. They're certainly the favorites or one of them in the NFC. I I think one interesting aspect to this is this will be the deciding factor on Kyle Shanahan being a QB evaluator. You know, I, I brought up a topic this was a couple months ago to Rob or stats about are we a hundred percent sure Kyle can evaluate quarterbacks because he traded up for C.J. Beathard when nobody thought C.J. Beathard was a third-round pick. He's just kind of had this tendency to never pull the trigger on his exact guy. Now, one guy we know he's been enamored with in the past is Kirk Cousins, and he's a good quarterback. It's just, I, I wonder if he's really able to truly pick his, the right quarterback. You know what I mean? Like he seems to be stuck in his ways and he likes this type of quarterback. I also wonder if he's finally opened his eyes to that. You know, there there was an interesting quote going back to the season that actually rich Madrid uh, retweeted where Kyle talked about, maybe it's different because he's a head coach now, but he's, he has to be, I, I forget exact words, but basically on his toes and willing to change his mind on what a quarterback can do and the type of quarterback that can succeed. And there's a lot of quarterbacks that can succeed in a lot of different ways. And you just need to get one that has truly elite traits and then adjust to what they can do. And I I do think that this might be a changing of the guard. That that is a sign that Kyle's open to somebody that can run, somebody that can ad lib and not necessarily adhere strictly to exactly what Kyle drew up. I I think he's kind of adjusted but this quarterback whoever he takes if it doesn't pan out Kyle will never be trusted to pick a quarterback again whether he's the niners coach or elsewhere if it pans out then it confirms all of the Kyle is an offensive genius things i think that's an interesting aspect here
0: i think so what i'll so there's two parts i really want to two things i really want to say So a lot of these times when these quarterbacks get drafted really high, like Justin Fields and Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence will be, they're usually drafted by bad teams because, you know, teams picking, you know, one, keep in mind, this isn't a team that is bad. We know it's not bad. We knew they were injured heavily last year and they still went six and 10. So that's one thing. That's another, that's one factor about this is this idea that, you know, this isn't a bad football team picking a quarterback because they're bad. This is a team that got really killed with injuries. Picking a quarterback because that's the one piece they're missing on this whole roster right now. The other factor is the the kind of the writing was on the wall a little back. You know, when people started talking about how Kyle Shanahan is changing his mindset, he's changing what he wants. He doesn't want to have a guy who he has to be perfect for all the time. He wants to have a Mahomes who can bail him out. And I think Justin Fields with the arm talent, the ability to maneuver a pocket, the ability to just, Hit a second and third read, you know. Just you watch Justin Fields, and you can see it, even if you don't know football like in and out. That guy is going to bail Kyle out to the point where they doesn't. He doesn't need to be perfect like they need average Jimmy to be.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree. I think it will be interesting to see if there's any shenanigans that happen. You know, if I was somebody like Zach Wilson, for instance, and I had an interview with both the 49ers and the Jets, and the 49ers said, hey, we're really interested in you. Uh, you're you're definitely in the running for who we're going to take at number three. Would you tank the Jets interview on purpose? Like That has been done before, where a prospect purposely tanks an interview with one team to get them to not draft them. If I was a prospect, I would certainly much rather go to San Francisco than the New York Jets just because of the team's quality and the coaches you're getting. You know, Sala is a defensive coach. If you're a quarterback, you would rather have an offensive coach. And when that offensive coach is somebody like Kyle Shanahan, that might be worth sabotaging an interview. I I don't know. I'm just saying, like, that could be an interesting thing where we hear, oh, Zach Wilson had a really odd interview with the Jets or something weird like that could come out.
0: Totally. And I think that with – Shanahan, you know, yes, you have this offensive powerhouse mind, you know, all this stuff that he can do. Guys are literally wide open, running wide open all the time, right? But with the 49ers, you have elite defense as well. And so, you know, you're going out there, you know, Justin Fields, and day one, your pass rush is Nick Bosa, Javon Kinlaw, who should take the next step up, Eric Armstead, and Samson Ebukam, And that's a tremendous pass rush. Not to mention, you have two of the best safeties in the NFC, in Joukowsky Tart, and Jimmy Ward. Your corners are set. Your linebackers are set. So you're not entering a team that just has this offensive mindset all the time. You know, we're just going to score a ton of points, and that's how we're going to win games. You're going into a team that has the mindset they're going to score a ton of points, and on defense they're going to punch the other team in the mouth. And Nick Bosa is going to be there. Hopefully, if Nick Bosa plays 17 games, this is a playoff team no matter who the quarterback is. I was even saying that when Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback. Now you have the quarterback who has crazy, crazy upside. Maybe the most upside we've seen since Colin Kaepernick. Maybe more so than that, because I think that, I think Jim, I think Justin Fields, arm is even better than what we saw from Kaepernick and he's athletic and he can run the four. We're going to see from the pro day, the pro day is going to be on Tuesday. You're going to see just how good Justin Fields is. You know, if you haven't watched enough film of him, but Justin Fields, elevates this team from just being a Super Bowl contender to if he comes out and he is good, like we hope he is, they're a Super Bowl favorite every year, like the Kansas City Chiefs are.
1: Yeah, the Niners are set up well. I mean, for, like I just said, like this this is a dream scenario for a quarterback. Like, you could l- quite literally not draw it up better. Like you mentioned, there, he, you're a quarterback that comes to an elite defense to where you don't necessarily have the pressure that you need to score 30 points to win. Not that you can't. But then also, on the offensive side of the ball, you have maybe the best offensive mind in the entire league calling plays for you. And you have guys like George Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo to throw the ball to. And that's if they don't add somebody else, which they still probably will add somebody. It's just whether or not it's a big name or or not. And then you're also going to get one of the best run games in the entire league. So. Like, what is there? Like, there's literally every single thing that you could hope for in a team to be the quarterback of, the Niners have. You know, you also have the elite left tackle protecting you. Like, there's no negative. And I think that is a crazy thing. And then you'll start looking at it if they hit on this rookie. You know, I I, I saw a a breakdown where the Niners likely – based on the contracts that exist already on the books for next year, the likely amount that the rookie will make with the number three pick and just signing guys to fill the roster, the minimum, because not all, you know, it's your top 51 contracts. They don't have 51 signed for next year. But if you do all that, they have $18 that they can throw extra at people. So that means they can get the Fred Warner extension done and still have money, you know, like to fill gaps or or wherever, to fill whoever ends up leaving. Like this is a team that it's not just a, they're pushing all their chips in for this year, which is why I think they're willing to go with a rookie. They are set up and it's been the, the motto of this regime to build success, but also build sustainable success. You don't see them. I mean, this is the biggest splash, but you don't normally see them going all in on some huge move. You know, they they basically sat out the Stafford stuff once they heard, yeah, it's probably going to be two first round picks because they weren't willing to spend that on somebody with a big contract, a veteran. But you just saw them trade three first round picks to get a rookie. And that is something to be discussed. They wouldn't discuss trading two first round picks to get Stafford, but they just traded three first round picks to get whatever rookie they end up with.
0: I just think that, you know, they know what we've been, they, I, you know, obviously I'm not going to say like, we've been saying it. They like, this is exactly, you know, they heard us, but I feel like they've felt the same way for a long time. I think they felt this way since the Tom Brady stuff started, you know, they know how good this roster, is. they know how good they can be. They know they can be maybe not a dynasty. Cause I don't think that exists in the NFL anymore. I, I just don't think that's possible. But they know they can be the NFC West champions every year. They know they can get to the NFC championship. And they know the one thing that was holding them back was Jimmy. You know, average Jimmy. You know, he was an average quarterback, did what you needed, couldn't do anything, you know, above average. And so now they believe that if they pay this amount, which is, you know, it's hefty. Don't get me wrong. You know, you just paid two of your first, which likely are going to be very, very high picks, keep in mind. Like, if this pans out the way that they're thinking, those are pick 30, 31, right. you know, 28, 29. So they understand that. And I think that they believe that they make this pick, Justin Fields, which I'm going to keep saying it because that's what <laughs> it is. I don't care what anybody says. It's just, I think it's Fields. They make this pick, and it puts them where the Niners aren't just the team that makes the playoffs or the Super Bowl every once in a while. The Niners are they threat in the NFC. They're the team that everyone is afraid of because they are able to re-sign Nick Bose. They're able to re-sign Fred Warner. They're able to continue drafting well in the second and third and fifth rounds where they can bolster this roster and continue to have their guys back on free agent contracts, which has been the thing that we've noticed. Me and Leo talked to Jamar Taylor and he specifically said, the Niners want their guys. They don't want anybody else unless they see it's a clear upgrade. They want their guys. Well, if Justin Fields is their guy and they get him and they can continue to get their other guys in, they're going to run the NFC because they have the most complete roster if the quarterback is nailed. is the quarterback is nailed, which I think it will be with Justin Fields, they have the most complete roster in the NFC.
1: And that brings up so- something I wanted to throw at you, which... Changes the gears a little bit, but ties into how good this roster is and how few holes it really has. And the fact that they don't really have a whole lot of needs, almost everything's taken care of already. I'm curious that if the Patriots truly are interested in Jimmy, would the Niners prioritize getting another elite player that they could actually get a big role out of rather than somebody that they hope ends up being some kind of factor and package Jimmy with their second round pick to get the Patriots. I think it's the 15th pick. Like, I don't know. That's possible. But And if I was the Niners, I would prefer that rather than saying, getting a standalone second round pick. You know what I mean? I would rather get back up into the first and get another elite player. Even if it costs me both Jimmy and the second, you know what I mean? Like I would rather, instead of two shots in the second, I would rather have the one shot at 15 because they don't have a lot of holes. They don't need a bunch of picks.
0: Yeah, I, the thing, too, I think is, yeah, they don't have a lot of holes, but I think one thing the 49ers have done a really good job of since Kyle Shanahan took over is depth. They you know Think about the Super Bowl. As soon as Ronnie Blair and DJ Jones went down, the depth was noticeably worse. And so in a draft like this where there's a lot of corner depth, there's a lot of wide receiver depth, there's a lot of edge depth. There's some decent edge rushers in the second and third rounds. You trade Jimmy before the draft, you know, making sure that they don't get Mac, that, that the Patriots don't get Mac Jones. They take Jimmy. You get a pick for him. You can use that pick and turn it into more depth for, you know, say when Verrett's contract is over this year, you know, he walks. Well, you got a corner right there in Elijah Molden, who's ready to start over that. Or K1 walks after one year. Elijah Molden comes in as the, the nickel guy, different things like that. And so, the ability to churn the roster but not churn it to the point where you're killing your great players, you're just getting it so you can keep just building off of what you have already over and over and over again. That's how you stay great for a long time, especially when you have the next five years is a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal where you're not going to be spending a ton of money on that position, which is exactly what the 49ers need right now because everyone else is. Stafford's going to need a new contract soon. Murray Murray's gonna need a contract. Russell Wilson, we got no idea what's going on with him, but he's currently <laughs> one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. So in the NFC West, we're just talking about the NFC West, the Niners have one of the best quarterback positions, not positions, but situations. And if they nail this, they can run the NFC West and it's just it won't even be close.
1: I mean, there there is an aspect to this. If they move Jimmy this year. They don't necessarily have to spend the money that they save, which is around $23 million, this year because they're able to roll it over. And that could be a big play. They could roll over the money, and that might be the reason they ultimately decide to not have Jimmy as kind of that insurance policy like I was talking at the start of the show. They might decide, you know what, we're going to move them now because we want that $23 million in savings on the books so that we can roll it into next year so that we can extend Warner. We maybe even extend Boza early and we're able to get whatever we need. We're able to pay Barrett if he ends up having another really good year or whatever it might be. I think that might be ultimately why they pulled the trigger on Jimmy. It's really interesting. Like we've gone from, are they going to finally move on to Jimmy? And that being nonstop debate to, okay, when do they move Jimmy?
0: Yeah, no. And that's the thing is I think they're going to move Jimmy um, before the draft. Absolutely. I think he needs to move before the draft. I don't think they need him to be there at all next year.
1: I mean, there is the locker room aspect to it. Some people don't think the locker room is a big deal. It is, that is their job. So just like your workplace the atmosphere of your workplace means a heck of a lot, and it changes whether or not you like your job or not. The atmosphere in the locker room does matter, and the one thing that we've heard from players to coaches, Jimmy is a good leader. Well, if you got a rookie quarterback coming in and you want them to step up and become the future of the franchise, that might be hard to do if you got somebody that's such a good leader sitting in that locker room already. I also think that there's a chance that, If they decide that they want to hold on to Jimmy, the Jimmy speaks up and says, no, I've done the backup thing. I'm not being a backup anymore, Trade me." You know what I mean? He could force the issue.
0: Yeah, I think once Justin Fields is on the Niners roster, if they haven't traded him already, he'll request a trade. I just don't think he wants to play six games and then get supplanted. That's just not Jimmy, you know, and that's not talking smack on Jimmy. That's just not who he is. He is a decent enough quarterback to start in this league. Like, that was never the problem. It was that he was average and we are a roster that is a Super Bowl roster. Like, we are not an average roster like the Bears. We are a Super Bowl roster that should be in the Super Bowl almost every single year as long as they can continue to get these contracts like they have with free agency and to draft, you know... Granted, they've only drafted 50-50, but it's been decent enough where they, they have one of the better rosters in the NFL, and they have for three years now. And keep in mind... Three years before or four years before this, they had one of the worst rosters we've ever seen a 49ers team put on a field. And
1: I think that that, that's a reason why I I tend to get annoyed when people say, oh, Lynch in this regime isn't very good at drafting. You know, they could do better. They need to do better. Like, they shouldn't be so secure in their jobs. You know, things like that. Like, just look at the results. You have a team, like you just said, was one of the worst rosters in franchise history. On top of that, almost every big free agent signing or trade that they have made has not gone well. You have the D4 trade, blew up in their faces. Like, you know, I'm I'm not talking about at the time it was a worthwhile trade because I think it was. I'm just talking about, okay, in retrospect, what's the actual results? The results are the D4 trade was disastrous. The results of the Jimmy trade is, that they didn't go get Kirk Cousins, who would be better and I think would be a really good quarterback to where the Niners wouldn't have had this quarterback issue and likely would have contended this past season as well and likely won the Super Bowl. You know, you, you can debate that, but that, that's not the point of what I'm getting at. You know, it's just that the Jimmy trade ultimately, in retrospect, probably wasn't that good of a trade. Then you have, you know, signings like Quan Alexander that ended up being terrible. They basically had to give him away in order to not have to pay him all that was on his contract. Because, I mean, look, he looked good when he first played, but then he got hurt and he wasn't the same, and he hasn't been the same since. That's why the Saints got rid of him as well. Like, every move that they've made outside of the draft has not gone well, and yet they have built this dominant roster that is one of, if not the best in the league. Well, if they struck out on trades and they struck out on free agents, that means that they've built it through the draft. So give them their due.
0: Yeah, at the same time, I don't think you should overvalue draft picks. Like, I'm glad they 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 saw the problem, they went to go fix it, and I think that they've played this right. I think they've played this um, as best as they can with the given situation, because just because of you know they don't want to like they never wanted to say, oh yeah yeah we don't like Jimmy, we want to move off of him because we all kind of saw it. You know, we've talked about on so many different podcasts, doing podcasts with this whole offseason. They've never solidified that Jimmy's the guy. But they always wanted to be careful just in case they couldn't secure a trade with the Dolphins. They couldn't secure a trade with any of these teams. They couldn't get Stafford. They couldn't get Watson. Whatever, you know. And so they got their trade. I suspect when they talk on Monday, it'll be, you know, yeah, yeah, we're looking at, we're looking at the best player available. They're not going to tell you it's a quarterback. But let's be honest here. It's a quarterback. And once that quarterback's selected, Jimmy's going to want to trade, so why not trade him first? And it wouldn't surprise me at all if Jimmy was traded before that conference on Monday. That wouldn't surprise me at all if that's what happens because they've been so good at keeping secrets. They, I mean, yes, there's been things I've known, I've been told by people, but for the most part, they're pretty tight-lipped over there. You know, nobody saw this coming. It kind of just happened out of nowhere today, and that's been the most fun part about all this.
1: Yeah, I mean— Look, I I have said it on Twitter, and this isn't going specifically at any one person. Anybody who claims that they know or have an inside source in in the front office doesn't. At least not one that's credible. Because this is not the first thing that the Niners have pulled off with nobody having any clue it was even being talked about. There were no rumors. There were no rumors about DeForest Buckner. You know, they were able to keep that under wraps. Like, I believe people have sources, and I know for a fact of a couple people who indeed have sources, but they are, for the most part, players or often agents. Well, when it comes to what the front office is actually trying to do in the direction that they're going, those aren't the most reliable because the front office is not sharing where they're going with people outside of the actual front office, because that's how it gets out into the public and your plan gets busted. And you even saw that today when this trade went down, George Kittle tweeted at it being in shock. And I think Patrick Mahomes responded to him like in shock as well. Like, wow, they did it or something like that. And, and Kittle said, I don't have any clue what, what goes on in that front office or something like that. I'm just a player. And I think that, that needs to be like stop believing people that say I have a source in the Niners front office. No, you might have a source who's an agent and a player, and they might end up being right, but you got to take it with a grain of salt.
0: Like the, the agents do, new know things. I, I mean, I have friends who have friends with agents. I've heard things. You know, there's there's always there's always things going around. It's just you never know what happens until it actually happens, and that's kind of the NFL in a nutshell. But you know, before we end, you know, like you said, Patrick Mahomes, we're coming for you, buddy. It's coming. <laughs> Justin Fields is coming to beat you. But yeah, no, totally. And and that's the thing is um this has just been <laughs> it's just so exciting because it literally sets this team up to I mean, they could have a quarterback for the next 15 years. And that's that's always the biggest upside to something like this. Is you know, we might finally have our Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or, you know, it looks like Josh Allen up in Buffalo. Like they have, you know, those those teams have guys and it's you know, The most exciting part about all of this is the fact that we might finally have a guy in San Francisco, you know, a guy who stays there for more than four years, five years, six years, and just goes on and on. You know, like when you think about the San Francisco 49ers, you think about Justin Fields and how he's running the ship out there with Kyle Shanahan and i think that's the most exciting thing from you know a fan and someone who also does a podcast every single week and is constantly talking about this football team and you know it's such it's such an important part of his life and i think you know we talk so much about players and stuff and you know you i don't think the most important player in sports is a goalie in hockey or a pitcher in baseball or a shooter in basketball it's a quarterback and the niners are on the verge if they nail this You have the most important position in all of sports capped for 15 years.
1: Yeah, I I get that. I do feel like this needs to be mentioned before we go. Doesn't need to be a big topic, but I think there's a little bit of relief. I certainly feel it, that we don't have to debate. We don't have to argue. We don't even have to pay attention to it much anymore, with a vested interest at least of the Deshaun Watson debacle that's going on right now. Like, we're out of that. We don't have to sit here and stress about, like, this all-time potential great quarterback that was going to be available might not be worth trading for because of things that he did or didn't do. And, like, that, that's such a big debacle that we don't have to worry about anymore. Like, all this past week, Niners Twitter has been getting involved in debates where some people are like, oh, it's all fake, or or some people are saying he did it, you know we don't have to worry about those arguments anymore. We can just move on.
0: Yes, we can move on to Justin Fields. It's gonna be <laughs> or so Trey Lance. No, Justin Fields. It's Justin <laughs> Fields. You heard it here first on a Niners Nation podcast. Nine or i I'm telling you right now. With the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers are selecting Justin Fields. <laughs> Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. That is my promise to you on here. You can come get me on Twitter if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty (laughs) sure I'm right this time. I'm pretty positive I'm right on this one. But, I mean, you know, it's only a month away, right? It's only a month away. We just have to just get to a month. Like, can I cryo-freeze myself to sleep for a month and just wake up on draft night? Like, please, I'm so excited. This is the most excited I've ever been for an NFL draft, I think. Like, even with the Nick Bosa thing, like, I was excited because it was Nick Bosa, but we're getting a quarterback. This is awesome. Like Christmas. <laughs> Not the number 1 pick? No, we are going to Oh, I mean, yeah. Are but...
1: you too are you too young for that? That
0: was Alex Smith, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was younger. I'm I mean, 13. it was
1: 16 years ago, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was young. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting though. I'm really excited about this. This is going to be this should be a really really good draft for the 49ers. I think that they they nail the quarterback and they, you know, just bolster the roster. They're going to be
1: yeah, uh, ho- hopefully they get it right with the number three pick this time.
0: Justin Fields. <laughs> Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Just keep saying it. It'll happen. Levin, it, if they want to check out your stuff, how can they do it? On Twitter.
1: What's your Twitter? <laughs> it is LT Black Niners.
0: Absolutely. Cool. And then I'm at NinerNate49. Make sure you subscribe. Check out all the Niners Nation podcasts. Get ready for Justin Fields at 3. It's going to be a great couple weeks. I'm so excited. We'll see you next time on the Niners Nation podcast.